Hi, this is Bill, host of the Successful Living Show. Do you have an interest in broadcasting? We are in the fourth largest city in the USA. Consider the Successful Living Show and your opportunity to be a part of the show, either as a regular guest or advertiser. Let's say you have a business and an interest in being heard on the radio. You may want to be a frequent guest. Or if you want us to promote your business, we can do that too. Or if you are over 18 and have an interest in broadcasting, this may be your opportunity. So just let me know. Go to radiobill.net. That's radiobill.net. And email me with radio as the subject line. Again, that's radiobill.net. And email me with radio as the subject line. This is your chance to have your voice heard on the radio in the fourth largest city in the USA. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome to Successful Living with Bill Knappick. Every week we talk about success and everything that goes along with it. You'll learn the principles of success, how to achieve success, and learn to overcome challenges that may be getting in the way of success in your life. You'll hear from Bill Knappick, a radio personality and business development expert, along with insight from special guests. If you're ready to find your path to success or take the success you're enjoying to the next level, stay tuned. Successful Living with Bill Knappick is on right now. And welcome to the show, Successful Living with Bill Knappick. That's me. And also today, Successful Living with Bill Eddy. He is the co-founder and president of an organization called the High Conflict Institute. That's right, the High Conflict Institute. It is a company devoted to helping individuals and organizations deal with high conflict people. This is going to be fun to talk to Bill today. He is also a certified family law specialist and senior family mediator at the National Conflict Resolution Center in San Diego and the author of a new book called Five Types of People Who Can Ruin Your Life. Bill Eddy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Bill. My pleasure to be on. Well, I think it's fascinating. Certainly your book, I am in halfway through the book. Again, it's five types of people who can ruin your life. And I think it's fascinating just learning about people's behavior, because by learning, we are able to navigate life and have a higher quality of life as we know what to look out for and know how to handle it. So let's tell people, first of all, Bill, about your organization, the High Conflict Institute. Well, we're 10 years old uh, this month, actually in January, and what we do is we provide resources and training and services to people dealing with high-conflict people in the workplace, in family life, in legal disputes, uh, even dealing with neighbors and strangers. And this seems to be an increasing problem uh, in our society, really, around the world, but people don't put put it all together. So that's what we do. We really explain what the patterns of behavior are, how to identify people like this, and how to deal with them so you don't make things worse. And by virtue of the, of the book, Five Types of People Who Can Ruin Your Life and the High Conflict Institute, I, the first question I would say, are there that many high conflict people out there that we should be on the lookout for? Well, basically, potentially about 10% of the population can get stuck in conflict, and they have what we call a target of blame. That's one of the characteristics they have. And so they target somebody, and they pick on that person, and they blame them for everything. And this might be somebody in your family. This could be somebody at work, someone in your neighborhood, 
Sometimes it's a stranger. You you run into them on the street and they start blaming you for blocking their path or something oh, no. like that. And it's it's really amazing how patterned it is. And in many ways, it's like parallel to uh, substance abuse and that people are in denial. They don't realize they have this problem and they blame other people. Well, let's tell people some of the things that inspired you, in addition to what you've already said, uh, that, to write this book, The Five Types of People Who Can Ruin Your Life. Well, basically what inspired me to write it is I've been working, as you said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lawyer, certified family law specialist, so I've dealt with a lot of high-conflict divorce cases. I'm also a therapist, a licensed clinical social worker, so I've dealt with a lot of people in family counseling, couples counseling, individual counseling, etc. And so I've been, for years, I've been helping people try to get away from high-conflict people. Um, I do consulting in the workplace, training in the workplace, as well as legal professionals, etc. So I wanted to write a book about how to not get into the problem in the first place, either not to get into relationships with them, or if you have to deal with them, like they're a family member or someone you work with, how to deal with them so you don't get into the quicksand of conflict with them. And let's tell people the difference between, say, someone that has a personality disorder and someone who is a high-conflict personality. Yeah. The thing is, about 15% of the country, with the latest big study, have a personality disorder, which means basically three things. They're stuck. They have their personality is stuck in some kind of pattern. Maybe they avoid people, or maybe they... Um, are paranoid, afraid of people, or maybe they're histrionic or they're narcissistic, but they're stuck in a pattern of behavior. They don't reflect on themselves and they don't change. So that's basically the definitions of a personality disorder. Now, a high-conflict personality is someone that has four characteristics. They have a target of blame, and that may be more than one person. And they, they don't take any responsibility. They say, it's all your fault. My part is zero. They have a lot of all-or-nothing thinking, like people are all good or all bad, and they're, of course, one of the good people, and sometimes you find out you're one of the bad people in their eyes. They often have unmanaged emotions so that they'll get sidetracked by how upset they feel about things. They tend to be stuck in the past because of that. Is they're always going, wait a minute, you shouldn't have done that, or I had a right to do this. So they're very defensive. And lastly, they sometimes engage in extreme behavior that 90% of people would never do. And so when you see this pattern, and you'll start noticing this now that you know this. I know people make lists in their heads of people they know with this high-conflict personality pattern. It's very predictable once you see that. At the end of the book, I have 40 characteristics you can predict if you see these four things. The pattern of flame, all-or-nothing thinking, unmanaged emotions, extreme behavior. Now, there's a lot of overlap with personality disorders. But not all people with a personality disorder have a target of blame, and not all high-conflict people have a personality disorder. So some of them you can kind of work with, at least keep them at an arm's length. 
And as you mentioned, as I read the book, it was very difficult to keep names from coming out. As I'm reading the book, I'm thinking of, wow, this is someone that I know right now that is a high-conflict personality person. And then also along the way, I'm thinking, hey, I remember that relationship or that person from years ago, and they were the high-conflict personality, and I didn't realize it. But it's good to know behaviors of people as we navigate life. And this book, I think, is really a great opportunity for people to – it's really a heads-up, and it also is a way to help people deal with that. So let me ask you this. If you were in your life, as you identify, let's say, someone new emerges in your life that you maybe have to have a business relationship, and you see that this is a high-conflict personality – how do you, what's the, some of the first things that go through your mind in terms of dealing with this individual? Well, I kind of have a set of four tools that I use. And especially when you're dealing with a high-conflict person, you often feel stressed, so it's hard to think. So I have an acronym, CARS, for Connecting, Analyzing, Responding, and Setting Limits. And I start thinking, okay, this is someone I'm going to have to set some limits with. So I start thinking, what, what are those setting limits? But I go through this whole method really briefly. The, the key part of connecting is to think of something to say that's calm, like something that shows empathy, attention, or respect for them. So they're telling me how wonderful they are. Then I'll say, wow, sounds like you, you've done a lot. You know, you've probably been pretty busy. Um, you know, that's, that's great. It's good to be busy. And then analyzing choices. You want to get them in their thinking brain, not just reacting brain. And high-conflict people are always reacting. They're just reacting to everything almost. So you want to get them thinking. And so I'll say, wow, well, someone with your background has got some choices here. Let's see, what could you do? And I start thinking if they want to work with me or have a business relationship with me, I start thinking what, what are some of the options for that? So I may decide I don't want to work side-by-side side with this person, but maybe they could help uh, refer some clients to me or tell people about my books and things like that. So I kind of think, what are the choices here? And maybe give that person a choice. Say, you could do this or you could do that. And they'll say, well, I want to work beside you. And I'll say, well, actually, that's not one of the choices. I already have enough people working beside me. But you could tell people about our books. You could write a blog. You could do that with your website, not mine, yours. <laughs> and so, you know, you can kind of decide how close or how far to have that person. Then the R is responding to misinformation. So they may be misinformed about something, and I'll just say, well, no, this is, this is what the uh, accurate information is, and then set limits, is let people know I can or can't do this. So I can say, I wish I could do that, but I can't, but here's what I can do. And it often helps when you say no to somebody, say what you can do. You know, I can give you some pointers to, you know, go out in the world and, and try to get a job somewhere else. Here's a couple tips that might be helpful. Um, so I think that's a quick overview of the CARS method, connecting, analyzing, responding, and setting limits, which I use in just about every area of life. And you can do that with anybody. You don't have to be a high-conflict person, so you don't have to be trying to diagnose somebody. You might just say, oops, 
this person makes me a little nervous. I think I'm going to use the cars method. So that's that's what I would do. And that's a great, and you go into more detail, certainly in the book, The Five Types of People Who Can Ruin Your Life. Also, as I'm reading the book, I'm thinking, have there been times, and I guess the answer is <laughs> it would be yes, have there been times where I have been a high-conflict personality, perhaps in someone's life? And I would guess that I have, and maybe all of us at times have that nature, or and we're not going to count when we're out there driving in California highways or Houston highways. However, there have been times that some of us may reflect and say, you know, I probably have done that and been that way. So how do we watch out for ourselves that we don't become that high-conflict personality person? Well, I think, first of all, reflecting on yourself is something that high-conflict people don't do. So that's a really good sign. <laughs> and if you're looking at yourself, you're looking at your own self-awareness. And that's actually the last chapter in the book is about self-awareness. So you want to check yourself. Am I being, am I blaming other people uh, when I should be taking responsibility? Am I using all or nothing thinking? Am I letting my emotions take over? in a situation where I really need to be logical? And am I using extreme behavior? So reflecting on yourself in the same way can be really helpful. And the reality is 90% of people reflect on themselves a lot of the time. They go, oops, that didn't work. What should I do differently next time? Or I think I offended that person. I need to call them up and kind of clear things up. So that's part of healthy relationships, healthy human relationships. We all have that um, ability, or 90% of us have that ability. The high-conflict people, for some reason or other, don't seem to have the ability to self-reflect, and so they keep pointing fingers looking at other people, and they don't change, so they keep feeding the problem. So I would say use the same approach with yourself is, am I doing any of these characteristics? Weighing all or nothing, unmanaged emotions, extreme behavior. And that's a healthy thing to do on a regular basis. And we're talking with Bill Eddy. He is the co-founder and president of the High Conflict Institute and the author of Five Types of People Who Can Ruin Your Life. Let's briefly tell people, if you with the bullet points, Bill, let's tell them the five types of people that you're referring to in the title of your book. Yeah, I'm referring to the overlap of these high-conflict personalities with personality disorders. So the five types of personality disorders that sometimes are high-conflict people, first of all, are the narcissistic HCPs. And I'll talk about high-conflict people as HCPs for short. HCPs, okay. Yeah, so the narcissistic HCPs, when they have a target of flame, the thing about narcissists is they're always trying to put themselves up and put other people down. So if you're their target of flame, they're going to constantly be trying to put you down, saying that you're stupid, you'll never succeed, um, all of these kinds of things, while they're saying how brilliant they are and wonderful at something they are. And so, you know, everybody loves me, but you, you know, boy, you're a mess. And so they'll talk to you that way if you're their target of flame. And that could be in a relationship or at work, like I said. But next would be sociopathic HCP. Sociopaths 
are also known as antisocial personalities, that they're against the rules of society, that, they're, that they take advantage of people. These, in many cases, are your criminals, but in many cases, they're not. Uh, sometimes they're business people. We see some of them on Wall Street. You know, their company shoots up in success and then crashes because of their personalities. Um, so you'll see this sociopathic HCP, and they'll target you to take advantage of you. They want something from you, they'll get it, and they'll be gone before you even realize it. Um, then there's the borderline HCP, and this personality is has a hard time managing emotions and has extreme mood swings. And so they may be really friendly and loving and charming one minute, and the next minute they hate you. They're enraged at you. It's all your fault, and they're going to try to punish you and get revenge. And you didn't necessarily do anything, or maybe you made one little mistake, and then they really target you uh, to blame. Maybe they'll, they'll you know, harass you in different ways. Then there's the paranoid HCP. They think you're out to get them, and they think there's conspiracies against them. For example, in the workplace, they think everyone else is whispering about them or blocking their career. And so they're going to get you first. And so they may pick on you because they think you're going to pick on them. So that's how they treat their targets of blame. And last is the histrionic HCP. And histrionics are very, I think of them as like pin cushions. They react to everything. Everything is very hurtful to them. And the reality is they're all experiencing these things. This isn't something they make up. They really feel upset these ways. But histrionic HCPs, if they feel that you've hurt them or offended them or done something wrong, they'll spread rumors about you and tell dramatic stories. They may exaggerate. They may spread things on the Internet that they know aren't true um, just to get you back. So all of these five, if they have a personality disorder and their high-conflict personalities with a target of blame, uh, can be quite difficult but also quite predictable. Um, people ask me sometimes, you know, did you meet my wife or do you know my boss? Hmm. Because they fit these descriptions so well. Yeah, I, I remember many years ago having a boss that was up and personality wise, very happy, very complimentary, but then he went really down uh, the total opposite extreme. And it seemed like there was no reason that the change in behavior was triggered. Give us a word on the percentage of these people, and is it increasing these high-conflict personalities, Bill? Well, I, I believe so, and I think they're around 10% of the population, partly because they're so related to personality disorders. Personality disorders have been researched in the United States as having a, a prevalence of about 15% of the population. So I don't think all of them have high-conflict personalities. But I think we're looking at about 10% of the population. So that's about one out of 10 people who can become like this. And I want to mention it's not necessarily obvious at first. It's once you're working closely with them or you're in a crisis and then they turn on you. Like you said, someone who's friendly gets along fine, then suddenly is attacking, etc. So I, I think we're looking at about 10%. And I think that they're increasing 
because it seems to be that personality disorders are increasing. There was research was done uh, over 20 years ago on the prevalence of personality disorders, and it wasn't as high as 15% like it is now. I think part of it is, and I'll give you a real quick course in personality development, there's three parts to this. First is biology, is to some extent we have personality traits born, inborn, so we have tendencies. It doesn't mean we'll have a personality disorder, but we may have a tendency towards a personality disorder. What happens after we're born makes a difference. The second is early childhood. First five or six years is when most of your personality development is really getting started. So if you have a pretty secure, stable uh, for five or six years, then you might not develop a personality disorder even if you had some inborn traits. Whereas if you have a really chaotic, let's say you have a parent who's addicted to drugs, they're very inconsistent, um, you're always insecure, maybe you're not even sure if you're going to get fed tomorrow because mom's out getting drugs or dad's an alcoholic or something. And so the, the insecure early childhood can be part, part of the person's personality and may lead to them becoming someone with a personality problem. But the third is culture. And our cultural environment has an influence on who we become because the culture becomes part of our personality. And the best example is Say, look at someone born in the 1920s. They went through uh, the Depression. They went through World War II. And they learned, don't talk much about yourself. Don't talk much about your problems. Watch out for other people. Take care of other people. You know, be kind of selfless. Now, suppose you're born in 1980. That's the year the personal computer uh, first really came out. And so... If you're born then, then you're going to learn that you need to take care of yourself. People aren't looking out for you. It's everyone's taking care of themselves now. You have to promote yourself. You have to learn all these toys and how they work. Spend a lot of time alone on the Internet and on your phone. And so these become part of our cultural personality. So we're more individualistic and narcissistic as a society now than, say, uh, generation, couple generations ago. And so that's the, how personality develops and why I think they're increasing. Very interesting. And Bill, with the last minute left, let's tell people how they can learn more about your the High Conflict Institute and your website, please. Yeah. So highconflictinstitute.com is the website. We have books, videos, free articles, uh, resources, consultation, for uh, getting help dealing with high-conflict people as a neighbor, co-worker, family member, etc. We give uh, trainings, we give uh, seminars, and so we just have a whole wide variety of resources. There's about 15 of us all together. We go to different states and give trainings, a lot to professionals, but we also consult with individuals with a problem. So come to highconflictinstitute.com. We probably have something that will help you if you're dealing with a high-conflict person. 
So you can go to the website and see some of the other books and videos, but lots of resources for lots of situations. Very nice. Thank you so much, Bill. Thank you for being on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Bill Eddy, five types of people who can ruin your life. Go to thehighconflictinstitute.com. And thank you, Bill, for being on the show. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Go to RadioBill.net. You can find out so much more. See all the past shows, RadioBill.net. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Successful Living is sponsored by Radio Bill. Hi, this is Bill, host of the Successful Living Show. Do you have an interest in broadcasting? We are in the fourth largest city in the USA. Consider the Successful Living Show and your opportunity to be a part of the show, either as a regular guest or advertiser. Let's say you have a business and an interest in being heard on the radio. You may want to be a frequent guest. Or if you want us to promote your business, we can do that too. Or if you are over 18 and have an interest in broadcasting, this may be your opportunity. So just let me know. Go to RadioBill.net. That's RadioBill.net. And email me with radio as the subject line. Again, that's RadioBill.net. And email me with radio as the subject line. This is your chance to have your voice heard on the radio in the fourth largest city in the USA. I look forward to hearing from you.